Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a great question. I'm extremely eager and excited for the playoffs. Um, like I said last year, having to watch uh, and knowing that you can contribute and help our team is important. So um, for me, it's just like the mindset is just breathing, meditate and get ready, you know, make sure your body is healthy. And that's all I really ask for. I don't really care about none of the award or whatever the awards that I got snubbed or missed out on. The only thing that I wanted to do is come in and be ready for the playoffs. And, and that's exciting to me. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. The voice there of Jalen Brown talking about the upcoming NBA postseason and which the Celtics are going to be a big part of it in the Eastern Conference. Joining us right now, Brian Scalabrini, Odyssey NBA insider. He's on the Roman guest line to talk all things NBA as we get close to the playoffs. Brian, let's start with the Celtics, the team you know well. Just heard the voice of Jalen Brown there. Um, you know, I think it's been a while, a little while since we caught up with you. What changed? Like, what made the difference for this team? Let's say, you know, December thirty first. We go into New Year, January first. They've been unbelievable. Um, what's the biggest difference for you, night in, night out, with the Celtics? First half of the season versus what they've done here in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things. Like, when you make that type of improvement, I think one of the greatest improvements of all time, like, if you look at the turnaround, there, one thing they did, I thought he made, made a great adjustment just from just, like, a nerd standpoint, moving Rob Williams off the ball. Early on in the season, Rob was guarding the five. They'd set screens. He'd switch out. He'd do a fine job, but he'd get beat on the board. So now they put Rob. He's always pretty much guarding that corner three-point shooter. So anytime a guy is driving, you could see their eyes in the NBA. Uh, they're looking for where Rob Williams is at. And so once they did that, they end up switching everything. They have that great versatility that they have. You make it now focused on the offense. Remember, at NBA teams, I know you probably, you guys probably think, well, they just they go to, to work every day and they emphasize and they work on all things. Well, typically you're, like, you're kind of emphasizing two to four things and going into a game, it's more like sometimes just like two to three things. So they started like to like, – take their focus off of defense because their defense, they sort of figured it out and they went back to the offensive end, moving the ball, getting uh, good spacing. And once those things start occurring, then guys start making shots and everything starts to flow a little bit better. But, but there's a, there's a lot of different things that really stand out with this type of improvement. After Miami, it is just so bunched up in this Eastern Conference. You, you can't really pick and choose and say, okay, let's lay back in the final week because we want to play Team X. But if we're playing this fantasy land and you were able to do that, um, and, and you're one of those top four seeds, is, is there a team, let, let's exclude Brooklyn from the conversation, is there a team that you want to flat out avoid right now in the, in the first round? And is there a team that you would not, uh, mind a matchup in that first round. Yeah, I think so. Any of the matchups in the uh, like, here, so there's a few things, right? That when you to unfold that question, if you're a top four, so you're Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. All right, so no one wants to play Brooklyn first and foremost, right? Other mm -hmm. teams don't want to play Toronto. There's like the vaccination status of players, and I, you know, like even if some some teams have no problem with it, I, I guess someone reported that they're. Some other teams could have a problem with that. And even if you like your matchup against them, it could hijack an entire series. Like the, every conversation will be about that. Every time something goes south, people bring it up. Like this guy doesn't care. It's just a, it's a weird road to go down, right? So I think Toronto is probably in that mix for some teams. 
I think most teams want to play Cleveland because they're just they're just hurt right now and they've been hurt and they've been kind of pressing to get to this situation. But uh, I'd be a little bit afraid of Atlanta because of Trey Young and we've seen what he's capable of doing. I, I like their roster. I can't believe they don't win on a consistent basis with the roster that they have. But like that'd be a team that you would try to avoid. So Brooklyn, Atlanta, I would take my chances with Charlotte. I would take my chances with the Bulls, and I would probably take my chances with with the Cavs. But Outside of that, those are some dangerous teams. You know, and right now, Ken Seed is Brooklyn, and you, you don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. You know what Kevin Durant and Kyrie are capable of. So that, that could be a dangerous series, of course. Scal, what about in the West? Um, you know, it's really interesting what the Grizzlies have been able to do. They've won seven straight. Obviously, we've been talking about the Suns all season long. Which teams do you think will be dangerous come playoff time in the Western Conference? Dallas Mavericks. I think that, like, not, of course, Phoenix, you know, uh, Memphis, Golden State, you know, if the Golden State gets healthy, I still think they're the best team in the, I think they're the best team in the West if they can get healthy. But the Dallas Mavericks, man, they, those guys, like, they play with a ton of confidence. They're not, like, I always felt like with Porzingis, he was never confident in playing off of Luka. Every one of their players has stepped up to a new level. Maybe that's Jason Kidd, like, empowering them. And Luca is more than capable of being, you know, just so so elite in a playoff series. And it's always been the rest of the guys. But this year, they defend at a high level. And the rest, like the Jalen Brunsons, the Spencer Dinwiddies of the world, like those guys are about this. They, like, they, they love the moment. They're not afraid of the moment. And so Dallas is a scary team. I, I don't know what's going on with Denver and Jamal Murray. It's kind of, in my mind, it's really hard to get back and start playing at a high level just in the playoffs. Usually – you want to play like 10 minutes. You want to play through mistakes. Like it's just so much at stake when you get into the playoffs that I'm not sure that the Jamal Murray thing will work out for Denver and him coming back. So I look at Dallas as like a sleeper team. Um, I still think the Warriors, if healthy, are the best team. I know Phoenix Suns. I know what they look like. I like their – I think the Warriors just have a higher ceiling. Like the floor of the Suns is really high. Like they're the worst they can play. You, they, they're still beating teams by 20 when they have a bad night, but the Warriors just have it to me a, a very high ceiling if they can get everyone out there. Scal, if you had a vote for the NBA MVP award, who would you give it to? I'd give it to Jokic, but I do think Embiid's going to win, but I'd give it to Jokic. Yeah, I'm like a stat nerd when it comes to that stuff. I'm not all like, I'm not all analytics and stuff, but you have to look at stuff like that. You can't just look at points per game. You have I think we lost uh, Scal there. We'll, we'll get him back. So it's interesting. Um, he would get. He thinks Jokic is. He would give it to Jokic, but he thinks Embiid is going to win it. The last week has been crazy. Just following the the odds and the shift. Obviously, the straw poll last week, Aaron. That we talked about from ESPN with all the writers there. Um, Jokic has become the favorite. It sounds like Jokic is probably going to win it, but Scal but thinks Embiid. Embiid? I, I, right. I, I thought the opposite. I thought the opposite, but I, I mean, I have a Jokic ticket and I bet on him every <laughs> night. So I'm the worst person to ask because I'm biased as all heck right now. Well, we but, know if you if you had a vote, we know who you'd be voting for. Yeah, but I just think he's been doing more with less and their team is finding ways to win. Um, he's very consistent. He's durable. And you guys and know who I'd be voting for, for yes. the NBA MVP. No, no doubt. Uh, do you think, okay, so if you look at the Eastern Conference, there's a three-way tie in the loss column at 30. 
will the results oh. in I don't want to say a meaningless week, but where you're just mo moving the slots around. It's going to decide the first round matchups. Will the results of the final week of the NBA season impact that in any way in regards to Giannis and Embiid? Being the two versus the four is what I'm getting at. Yeah, can the four seed in the Eastern Conference win the MVP when, when all their stats are similar? Probably. I don't think it's going to significantly impact it, but it does feel weird, doesn't it? Voting for the sick, the four seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think How the did... point Aaron Aaron made is is a good one. Like the the help factor, right? The help factor. Joel didn't have the help early in the season, right? Ben Simmons was out; he was kind of all by himself. He became the favorite, Aaron. But you're right. the 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 guy with the least help right now is Jokic. Yes. And I think maybe that's, we all kept waiting for him to get help. When are these guys going to return? And they haven't. Um, so he's carried this team on their back, but how did the um, Nuggets finish last year seeding wise when he won it? That's a good question. Yeah. Just, since well, we were talking the, about the thing the with East, him last know? year. Yeah. I mean, the thing with him last year was not only third, did all, third. all this, Third seed. Okay. And all the superstars went down, but he was out there every day while everyone else is doing um, manage, load management and all that stuff. And nope, nope. He's out there every day. He's a triple double threat every single night that he's on the court. Yeah. If you would have told me before the year, okay, Jokic is going to win, I'd be surprised. But wow. But um, if you would have told me Jokic is going to win and they're going to be the five, in the weaker conference, like no way, that's not that's not possible. But here so we are. last yeah last year they were the third seed, Aaron, but they also the fifth best overall record in the NBA. The Sixers could have they could be the four seed with the seventh or eighth best overall record. That's that's <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's not quite as but but like Joe said, it could flip too. They could end up as the two seed. I mean that yeah it's it's in, this last week has more meaning to it for a lot of things than than tip than normal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, probably more than should, right? Yeah, let's go back to Scal. I think we still have Scal here talking some um, MVP. So, Scal, finish your thought on the MVP, and and uh, and you think Embiid's going to win it, but uh, but Jokic is your guy. Yeah, Jokic deserves the win. Like his his statistical numbers are incredible, but but like if you look at what uh, I, I just think from last year, you saw some people did vote. For Embiid last year, and and he like Embiid was nowhere close to what Jokic did. Jokic played every single game. His on-off court was insane. So there's a lot of NBA nerds out there that will pick Jokic, but I I, I just have a feeling that Embiid's going to win it. I just think that Jokic deserves it. Yeah, and, and Scal, you brought up Dallas as a real threat, and we certainly uh, understand why you believe that, and and you're not alone. And, of course, the Suns have dominated all season long. They're doing it once again. Can't, can't wait to see what they look like in the playoffs. Are we overlooking Memphis, or is it just a lot of unknown because uh, they don't have the experience? Or oh, may lost Scal again. Um, I do think we have uh, – yeah. I, I today, Today's the trying one, man. Yeah, today is. <laughs> and we're tired from last night, too, of like, why today? <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I said this before the game started last night. I tweeted it. 9.20 Eastern time is an absurd time to start a sporting That's event. just not right. I brought it up to you guys. You know, if it, 
it's kind of late here to be honest. Yeah. It hit me at like nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm, Did you watch One Shining Moment last night or this yes. morning? Yes. No, I watched it last night and then I woke up today. <laughs> it was one a.m. Over. Right? Yeah, I woke up hung. I felt like hungover today. I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm on like fourth cup of coffee. I couldn't sleep. I don't know why. I'm like, I've got to sleep. And you're, you're laying in bed staring at the ceiling. I'm like, why yeah. can't I sleep? It was, it was frustrating. The hell, so sports. And then Quick Link's playing tricks on us. Oh, I'm like, not yeah. today. Not today. <laughs> Bad thing. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're, right. the point you were going to bring up to Scal there, just to, to finish this NBA conversation, Memphis. Yeah. It, 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 I think it's easy to almost like we we've gotten enamored with Dallas. I think a month ago we first brought them up as like, hey, look look what's going on there in the second half. They're the Celtics of the Western Conference, Dallas. They're they're buzzy. The the Suns are the best team. Um, I think it's easy to say like Scal does, like, hey, if Golden State gets healthy, they're Golden State. And then here's Memphis. I mean, they've just bludgeoned teams and and they play mm-hmm. with an attitude. I remember there was a story I read a couple months ago when they played the Lakers earlier in the season. They were like talking trash at LeBron. Like they just kind of know it's their time. They, they, you know, every five or six years, a new team just kind of comes out of nowhere and they say it's our time now. Couldn't you see them mm-hmm. running some of these teams off the floor in the playoffs? I wouldn't be surprised, Aaron, they Definitely. win some of these games by 20 points in the playoffs. They're just like, they don't care. I could definitely see both the Mavericks and the Grizzlies making some noise in the playoffs. Both these mm-hmm. teams, they're coming in hot. They're playing their best basketball right now. Confidence riding high. Um, aside from that uh, Wizards blowout that the Mavs suffered, that was weird. But let's just take that out of the equation. <laughs> well, you, you, you won your bet. That's all that matters. Luca went over. Yeah, but you can't, you can't be doing that. You cannot be losing to the Wizards by 30-plus points. That's not good at all. And there are a couple of teams uh, in the top six. <laughs> like, All right, bring it on. I wouldn't mind facing the Jazz. Warriors, cool. This is when I want to get you right now. Let's go. Uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, that's why we've been spending so much time. Okay, who's the other team? In addition to the Suns, who's who's the other one real threat? And that's why we talked about Minnesota. And let's see how healthy the Clippers are, even though it's probably going to be too late for them to get it together. And then Memphis is just staring us. Like per usual, we're just kind of overlooking them because everyone's overlooking them. The question about Dallas is always the number two, always the number two. And I understand what Dinwiddie's done, and you know Finney Smith has been on a good run. Can we depend on that in the playoffs? That, that's a concern as the number continues to drop day by day. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be asking Luka to do a significant amount. Like, don't, can't you see him having to score 40 to win some of these playoff games? Like, you don't score yeah. 40, we can't win. Like, it's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, he. I mean, you brought it up before, Joji. He needs help. Like, he needs another guy. Because even that game I watched on Friday, he was doing everything – and that's why he wasn't coming close to his assist prop that I bet because he had to <laughs> score 40 and they still lost by almost 40. Yeah. When they go out in the second round or the Western conference finals, that's going to be the story when it's over. Can they get Luca number two to get over the hump next year? Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, Rebecca UL daily. Let's start previewing the American league on the other side. We'll go division by division opening day, two days away. That's up next on the Beck UL network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.